Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Ask the Expert. North Texas here at News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. And this uh, horrific tragedy that happened at the Allen Outlet Mall this weekend once again puts a spotlight on mental health. And the conversation often goes that we talk about our family, our friends, how to talk about this with our children. But a group that often gets left out of this conversation is how our first responders deal with their mental health. Uh, You know, the pandemic has exasperated um, the stress and anxiety of your job, uh, where you are always... Most of the time, seeing people who are at their worst. Matt Zavatsky with MedStar joins us this afternoon, the Carol, the afternoon news. And, and Matt, when you're working with your crew, preparation is key for any type of response. But when you have a triage situation like this, what was the response, the preparation like for, for what happened this weekend? You know, we often say that you, you can train for it, you can prepare for it, but it's really, really hard. However, with the training, with the drills that we do, to some extent, the field providers go into a little bit of autopilot. The training kicks in the muscle memory, the adrenaline helps. We know what to do. We know how to save lives. The hardest thing for the field providers to do though, is to make triage decisions. When there are more needs than there are resources, we have very difficult decisions to make. You could have someone who is gravely injured but is still alive. And then three other, four other, five other more people who have serious injuries who could survive if you treat them, but you know that six people treating the patient that you know is not gonna survive is not a prudent decision. Making the decision to not treat someone so that more people can survive is gut-wrenching. Yeah, it, it really goes against the whole medical standard of do no harm and it's just got to be an agonizing decision. And who is the one that actually has to make that kind of a decision out in the field? In, in central locations or incidents that have a central location, there's usually what's called a triage officer, and they help make those decisions. However, in a situation like, like the Allen Mall and situations like larger scale events, it's up to each individual crew. You know, we typically go in in teams of three or four and really it becomes the decision of that team leader you know we're gonna we're gonna pass on this patient because i can see four others that are hemorrhaging and if we can control their hemorrhage or we can correct their obstructed airway four people will survive but if we get tied up treating this one patient 
who has virtually no chance of survival that goes contrary to our goal of survival of the most from any large-scale multiple casualty incident. We are now a couple of days removed from the initial incident in Allen this weekend. And it's often said that, and just as you reiterated, when you're in the moment, you go through your training, your adrenaline rush. It's not until a couple of days after that you really start to realize what you just went through. Are North Texas first responders dealing with that right now? They absolutely are. And, you know, EMS, a career in EMS is one of the most rewarding, but one of the most gut-wrenching careers that you can possibly have. In situations like Allen or like we just saw in Brownsville or, or, or anything like that, we've had many of them here, um, it's the day or two afterwards. And that's why EMS agencies, communities really need to help catch providers off of that high. You know, for 24 hours after the incident, um, you know, we're, we're fine, right? We're tough. We can handle it. It's, it's after that first 24 hours where people begin to crash and, and recount what happened. And that's where the community really needs to come in. Their agencies need to come in with the resources to catch them, to literally catch them and help them through the grieving process, the stress. Um, and, you know, often it's that cumulative stress of you know your last five years on shift, your last month on shift, uh, the time away from your family, compounded by what you, what we see every day, that just takes that one little push to push us over the edge and lead to potentially tragedy and all, all too often tragedy. What's the level when it's when we're talking about the stress levels for first responders? I mean, they're just people just like everybody else as they're watching the news and watching the situation. Um, unfold. We're at least separated from it. They're at the scene. And you talk about a couple of days later, how it can, how they can crash from it. What resources do they have available to them to deal with that crash? Thankfully, the concept and the importance of mental health in first response organizations and first responders have really gotten a lot of attention arguably since and during the pandemic. So uh, organizations, you know, at MedStar, we have uh, a, what we call our Hope Squad. And it's a group of folks who are peer counselors. They are selected by the employees who are people that they will feel comfortable going to if they're struggling, or they're trained to notice when, hey, you, David, you're not acting right. I mean, that may be true all the time, but you're not acting right. You're, you know, you're normally upbeat. You're really seem really depressed. You seem really down. You're withdrawn. And they can go and and draw them out and say, hey, you know, let's let's go have a cup of coffee. Let's talk about, you know, what resources you might need. Many agencies are doing that. There's a, a national effort um, to really begin training uh, first response organizations in mental health resilience and some national organizations like the National Association of Emergency Medical Technicians has a certification course in mental health resiliency officer. And so many people are taking that class so we can try and have at least one or two or three mental health resiliency officers in every EMS agency across the country to really watch out for this issue. Some studies have shown that up to 37 percent of EMS workers have contemplated suicide. Um, and that also suicide, suicidal thoughts or, you know, mental health issues affect not only our EMTs, our firefighters, paramedics, um, more so than the average American. 
Are these numbers surprising to you at all? You know, they're not, Kristen. Sadly, I've been in EMS for 43 years. I still work out in the field. And just in the last five years, I've had three friends who have committed suicide. And it, it's not just witnessing having a front row seat into man's inhumanity to man, victims of violence, shooting, stabbings, but neglect. I, I went to a call recently where a parents had put their three-year-old in a dog kennel for a year and a half. And we were called out because this kid was barely clinging to life. And, you know, you look at those types of scenarios day in, day out, but then you add the fact that EMS is a 24-7 responsibility. People work nights, weekends, holidays. They're away from their family. The pay stinks, so they're often working more than one job. Those non-work stressors added to, again, witnessing that tragedy every day really does begin to take its toll. And that's why being aware of the mental health needs of all first responders becomes very important. There are some agencies in the Metroplex who have implemented a 48-hour on-duty shift. Mm -hmm. So imagine now that that you're dealing with this sort of stuff for 48 straight hours. Uh, I can only imagine what that's like for folks that are working that kind of schedule. You have mass casualty training events. Is there any way to do any kind of mental health training events? Yeah, you know, we really do. And having programs like Hope Squad, having mental health resiliency officers, um, and really part of the training is how to identify, how to intervene in a way that's not threatening. Part of a first responder's persona is toughness, right? We're fine. We can handle anything. And it takes a lot for someone to realize yeah, you know what? I'm a mess and I need help because that it takes a very strong person to acknowledge the fact that that they need that help. And thankfully, because of the awareness, because of some of the training that these specialized peer counselors are getting, they can approach people in a non-threatening way and in a way that someone could over, again, a cup of coffee, over a conversation, even signing up to work a shift with them in the field um, and, and just talk to them in between calls can really make a huge difference with preventing a suicide. Absolutely. My last question to you, Matt, is, is there enough personnel to help with time off if someone needs to step away to clear their head? Um, we've hear of a lot of industries, all types of industries, especially medical, though, that are short staffed. Is there the help that you need when it comes to filling, filling a, a shift? Most progressive agencies recognize the fact that time invested in preventing someone from leaving your organization or worse, suffering suicide or a complete breakdown, is well worth the investment to give them the time off that they need to recover. Um, and I can tell you at our organization and others that I've been in, when our supervisors recognize that, hey, this is the second cardiac arrest that this crew has treated in the last four hours, and the last one was a child, um, they will literally go out and see that crew and say, okay, you guys are done. Uh, thanks for your help today. Take a couple of days off. Uh, we'll find coverage for you. Um, and that's happening more and more. Police departments are doing it. Fire departments are doing it. EMS agencies are doing it. it, it it's something we have to do. And if that means that someone picks up the shift, works an extra shift, everyone is willing to do that. And we'll share with them, hey, we need to give Kristen and David the day off. They just had their third 
um, pediatric death in, in a week. Everybody say, yep, I'll cover for them, no problem. And, and, and it's quid pro quo. So they'll do the same thing for us when we need that time off. Um, it's worth the investment and a lot of agencies are able to do it. Matt Zavatsky with MedStar here on the KROD Afternoon News. Thank you so much for the time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.